so we have the uh, we're coming off the heels of well, I guess it's been more than the heels of the NFL draft. It's been a little over a week since the or about a week since the draft concluded. Um, the big story uh, story going into the draft were where, where were the top five quarterbacks going to fall um, and who the Niners were going to take at number three. That's kind of where the, we decided that the draft really started this year. So um, what are your thoughts on each of the uh, quarterbacks and where they ended up at? Yeah, um, so I really like, obviously, where Zach Wilson went, just not even because it's the Jets, but just the system they're going to run. Um Fits his skill set really well. Um, same thing with Mac Jones and the Patriots. Even if he's 60% of Tom Brady, they had a lot of success with that system, obviously. Um, Trevor Lawrence, you know, I think he's pretty much scheme-proof. He'll be okay wherever he goes, but I really don't like what Urban Meyer is doing, and I don't expect that to go um, to go very well over there. Um, <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see. Um and then Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Trey Lance, kind of the same thing. I guess it's more inverse of Trevor Lawrence, though. I don't think Shanahan can screw him up, <clears throat> but I think there's a lot of volatility there. But um, I imagine he'll be fine. Uh, Justin Fields, to me, is curious because I, I've said from the beginning that if he can take a year and work on his mechanical issues and uh, – speed up his processing then I think he'll be fine I don't know if he's going to get that in Chicago and he's going to a franchise with both the GM and the coach fighting for their jobs here and I feel like they're going to put a lot of pressure on him so hopefully they have enough um, <clears throat> leeway from the ownership to give Justin Fields the whole year just to learn and really get comfortable with the new speed of the game but um, be interesting <clears throat> what do you think um I agree with you on pretty much all of it. I, my thing with Justin Fields, I like him going to the Bears. I like that 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 franchise is set up to win now. And if there was mm-hmm. like the, he's got a, an elite wide receiver. He's got two solid running backs. One of them has is kind of ouchy all the time, but I mean, what running back isn't in the NFL? Yeah. Uh, and he's got a, a, a really good defense on the other side of him that they can continue to build while he's on his rookie deal. So. Even if he plays better than, like, honestly, I think if he plays better than Mitchell Trubisky did and they still end up making the playoffs, I think that he saves the the job of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Like, I think that, and he, he is going to be the best quarterback on that roster. So, I, as long as he can come in and play better than the, the two guys that he has to compete with, with which he should, um, and as long as he plays... 20 to 30 percent better than Mitchell Trubisky did which is as long as he doesn't turn the ball over that's pretty easy to do I guess the biggest issue was Mitchell Trubisky turning the ball over and uh and it's hard to tell what a guy's going to do going from the, the the college game to the pro game but if if he can get them back to the playoffs next year and he shows glimpses of kind of like if you think of the 2012 Seahawks where um you have a team that has a solid defense, a rookie quarterback, and a few playmakers around Russell Wilson. Uh, he, I mean, he was a third rounder that ended up taking into the playoffs. They got bounced in the first round, but uh, that's kind of how I feel. So it's just you take a, a third round or a first round quarterback with a, a solid team instead of a third round quarterback with a solid team. So that's kind of how I feel there. And then, I mean, I pretty much, you're, you hit the nail on the head with the other guys. Uh, Trey Lance, of course, he's going to sit a year behind Jimmy Garoppolo. That team is ready to win now, and he's not ready to play now. But I think I think he has a way higher upside than, uh, or he has a really high upside. So that he's going to be the be their their uh, franchise quarterback probably starting next year when they move on from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mac Jones, he just he's that Tom Brady mold. I expect him to do well. Uh, and then Zach Wilson. Um, my opinion on Mac, Zach Wilson is up and down, so um, it'll I'll have a high opinion this week and a, high, a low opinion next week. So, uh, well, I'll I'll just kind of let the chips fall on that one. And then Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> like you said, he's kind of scheme proof. So, um, I agree with you on that one too. Speaking of um, Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars, they also drafted Travis Etienne and kept that duo together. And um, after this year's draft, we have four duos where 
they played together in college and they played well together in college. So we got Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne there in Jacksonville together. Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, that one, those two are in Philadelphia. Tua uh, and Jalen Waddell in Miami, and then Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in um, Cincinnati. What are your thoughts on the teams finding a way to get those duos back together and trying to recreate some of the magic they had in uh, their collegiate years? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's more fun than substantial. Um, you know, learning a new college scheme and all that. I don't know how much chemistry you can actually carry over, especially um, and you know, like uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and um, um, who's Philadelphia's quarterback? Is Jalen Hurts yeah, and um, Devonta Smith? They haven't played together in several years, um, but it's fun. Um, you know, as an LSU fan, that championship run was fun and watching Jamar Chase tear up the league as a 19-year-old was fun. So, you know, hopefully I get to watch him do it again with Joe Burrow. I think that's probably the best combo out of the four. Um, but I am curious to see how – I I'm really curious to see how Devontae Smith does. I don't know if he'll have a long career, but I imagine it'll be very fun to watch while he is, um, while he is healthy. Yeah, I – Looking at the, the the Lawrence and ETN duo, that they're coming immediately together. So that one, I feel like the chemistry will be easier for them to mm-hmm. uh, to maintain. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, that one, I think those two are the be- like that's the best quarterback wide receiver duo of the three QB wide receiver duos. Um, and then looking at the Tua uh, the Tua Jalen Waddle and then the Jalen Hurts Devontae Smith ones, those ones I don't know how well they're going to translate if they do translate because Jalen Hurts is kind of on a a short leash and Tua himself is on a short leash and um I I how do you what are your thoughts on those two specifically if if we're going to get anything substantial out of them if at all yeah I'm so they're really trying to push the ball downfield in Miami and I'm sure Tua can do it but he didn't do it at all last year yeah, it's um, weird because the the year he played, like they won the national championship, it was like 2018, I think, or 2019. Um, he was like, you would watch him just throw bombs downfield. So I don't that that was confusing that he just couldn't do it last year. Yeah, I almost wonder if they were trying to give him quick reads so they weren't re uh, or risking re injury there to his hip. But I mean, you've got Jalen Waddle now, you've got Will Fuller. There's not really any excuse, and if he can find the same deep ball he had in college it'll be fun to watch um the the Jalen Hurts Devontae Smith one you know they're both good individually but Jalen Hurts is just not a great thrower of the football and so I don't see Devontae Smith doing much more than um kind of short routes and uh yak plays and whatnot and um making plays with the ball in his hands but I don't see them like you know creating a lot of plays uh, combining the two of them, you know. Right, right. And to uh, Devontae Smith's credit, that's kind of what he uh, made, a, made a name for. And that's how he won the Bolitnikov mm-hmm. this year was kind of those yak plays. And um, Jalen Hurts, as you said, not a, the best thrower of the football, doesn't need a guy that uh, – even he can't really take advantage of a guy that – like a Tyree Kill or a, a DK Metcalf or those kind of guys that you, they want to stretch the field. Jalen Hurts doesn't work well with those wide receivers, and I guess Devontae Smith does kind of fit the wheelhouse of the the or the the prototype of a the wide receiver that Jalen Hurts needs to succeed, and that's probably why he did succeed his uh, in college because he had those kind of those yak sort of wide receivers outside of him, both at Alabama and at Oklahoma. Um, next up, next topic, several guys fell, uh, further than we may have expected, um, in this draft. And then a lot of, there, there were a few head scratchers of like just reaches that were confusing. Um, what are your, your biggest three steals and reach like reaches each side of this draft this year? Um, so as far as the reaches go, you know, it's kind of low hanging fruit, but the Raiders, as always. Um, yeah, the classic Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. Um, I didn't like Washington's pick. Um, 
I don't have his name in my head. There's so many names to remember right now with the draft and new people coming in. Uh, but right. no, I, I felt I felt like they reached a little bit with the linebacker that they took. Um, and I think an, another team took a linebacker, and I, I don't have it in front of me, and I should, but I felt like there was a lot of linebackers that went really early in rounds one and two, especially when JOK was falling, and that was, you know, That'll be one of my steals is the Browns getting uh, JOK there in the mid-second round. Uh, I know he had some medical stuff coming out, but he's uh, he's better than, I think, every linebacker that was taken in the first round, except for Micah Parsons, so <clears throat> good on the Browns there. Um, so JOK would be my first steal. Um, my second steal would probably be Elijah Moore to the Jets. Uh, a lot of people had him in their top 20, and I think he fell for a lot of the same reasons Devonta Smith did. He's kind of small. Um, can't really be a true number one, um, but he's explosive with the ball in his hands and is great in the slot. So I think he was probably, if you count Devonta Smith as a slot wide receiver, then he's probably the second best slot uh, receiver in the draft. And then um, the Vikings getting Christian Darius all the way at 24, they probably would, or 23, they probably would have taken him uh, at 14. Um, had the Jets not wanted to trade up, and he was fell down another nine spots to him. So it was great value for them to trade back and still get their guy. Yeah, the, um, the linebacker you're trying to think of was Jameen Davis to Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with with it. the. I mean the the Alex Leatherwood reach that I I don't understand that you could have got him in the, the second round and gotten a better player at uh, yeah seventeen. And- you can even Go trade ahead. back into the first, like into the back right. end of the first, and get a little right. bit and more then, capital. Right. I, I never under, I don't understand the the Raiders. They do this every year. They're like, oh, he's our top guy. It's like, yeah, he might be your top guy, the the, the highest graded, like your highest graded player. But you need to be able to see that other teams are not grading this guy very highly, and you can take advantage of that and trade back and get more. Um, and still get the, the the player that you want. I just they've they've done this a couple of they did it a, uh, a couple of years ago with the D tackle out of Clemson. They did it again this year with uh, Alex Leatherwood, and it's it's a a theme that I I just is confusing to me for the Raiders that they just have this sense of oh our draft board is the only draft board that matters, and we don't care what everyone else is saying. It's like well you should be kind of paying attention a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just so, bad asset management. Yeah, and I, if this team, if that team just keeps being a middling team where they they don't take advantage of that sort that like that sort of situation and they they let their entire offensive line walk over in a, in one off season like those sort of things happen and then they just it seems like they're always trying to play catch up in a division where the Chargers are trying to get better the the Chiefs are arguably the best team in the NFL. It's, like you can make that argument even though they didn't win the Super Bowl this year and then you have the Broncos who are also trying to get better and there there's rumors that they're going to try and make a trade for Aaron Rodgers and the the Raiders don't seem to they they don't care. It doesn't seem like they care. They kind of feel like they're just they're just there to make a buck and they are always playing catch up. They don't care about winning that division. This kind of the vibes I'm getting right now from the the current regime there. Um, yeah, I mean, they might be the best fourth place team in the NFL, but they're still going to be a fourth place team, and exactly. you know, they might be able to beat the Broncos if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. But if they do, then it's not even close. Those other three teams could each win twelve games, and you know, they're just going to go eight and eight and keep on reaching on people. I don't. It's interesting strategy. I uh, yeah, I just I've, I as a Chargers fan, I don't really like the Raiders, but. As a, an NFL fan, I, that it just is confusing to me, um, and I, I'm it's validating to know that I'm not the only one that thinks this. <laughs> um, for me, I think my three biggest steals. My biggest steal is Asante Samuel Jr. falling to the Chargers in the second yeah, round. Um, the the Chargers really needed a, a corner um, on the other side or on the other side of uh, – uh, he played for the Broncos. I can't think of his name. His first name is Chris. I don't know. But I, he's – he's. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I just had it in my head and then completely yeah. lost it. Um, but Chris the, Harris. They, Chris Harris, yep. And so they need to they need to 
get younger at that position. And um, Asante Samuel Jr. is kind of a uh, someone who should have – I feel like he should have gotten in the – like he's a first-round talent that um, just his name didn't get called. Other guys were – maybe graded slightly higher, but he should have gone in the first round and they got him in the, the mid second round there. And that, that, that feels like probably the steal of the draft to me. Um, another one is Aziz Ajilari to the giants at 50. That one was kind of surprising that he fell that far. Uh, he was somebody who was rumored to be at the end of the, the second or the first round top of the second round. And he fell all the way towards the middle of the middle of the second round towards the late second round. So, um, that was an, another big steal for me. I like that pick for the Giants. They needed that kind of player. Um, and then another one right before the Giants at 50, the Cardinals got Rondale Moore. Uh, he was someone that we mocked going in the first round to, I believe it was the Saints, right? We mocked him going to the Saints. Yep. So, and I, the week leading up to the, the draft, he kind of fell a little bit, but I didn't expect him to fall towards the, the mid to late second round. So those three guys, those second round picks that definitely had the, in another year, they had the talent to be first round picks. And uh, they just, for whatever reason they fell, I, th- I think those guys are going to be tremendous talents in the NFL and their, their games will translate nicely uh, to the teams that they ended up on. For my reaches, obviously that Alex Leather one won that one was <laughs> questionable, but I, I don't think that's mm-hmm. the, I'm the only one that felt that way. Um, kind of looking here, the, the I had one in my head. I can't think of it. Oh, I don't. I I know what it was. I it, this wasn't necessarily a reach, but I don't like the pick, and I guess I could save this for. I'll save this one. Um, okay. But I think maybe the the Peyton Turner pick was kind of a reach, yeah. Uh, for the Saints, that they you need to there you have other positions that you need to uh, address, and so I'm not sure sure if that was a, a good pick for the uh, for the Saints. And um, I had another one that I was I can't I lost it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. The Saints you're, are another team, kind of like the Raiders, where I'm just not sure what they're doing. Yeah, like but, they're but okay here's with. The, here's my here's my uh, my take on the Saints though is they do this every year where they 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 reach on a, on someone, but it it just ends up working out for them. Well, um, yeah, because they had Drew Brees, but now you got Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. That is true. That is very true. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily understand it um, either. Uh, moving on to the um, – we'll go to the next topic, which is your uh, favorite landing spots for this year's draft class and then, like, some head some head scratchers that just don't really make sense to you. Yeah, so uh, I really like Greg Newsom to the Browns. Um, you know, we, uh, when we did our mock draft, a lot of our uh, picks um, didn't come true, which is true for most mock drafts, but our process is actually very good. Most teams went with the positions that we thought they would, and, you know, it's the same thing we said there. You get a first-round cornerback opposite of Denzel Ward with all the other secondary pieces they added this offseason and that are coming back from injuries, and this defense is scary now, like, he is going to have every opportunity to succeed without having to worry about, you know, shattering the number one in a very cornerback-friendly system. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of success just because he ended up at the Browns, which is crazy to say now, but, you know, they have one of the best rosters in the league at this point. Yeah, I, I do like um, I do like him going to the, to the Browns. The Browns really needed um, to – sure up the other side of the defense opposite of Denzel Ward. And I, I feel like they, uh, Greg Newsom was someone who, if it wasn't for need for other teams, he could have gone a lot higher than he did. Um, this, this year's draft felt like a lot of teams were very offensive sided needy. So defensive players kind of took the back seat. but he's someone who, if, if this was the year or the, the year that it was like, corner after safety after defensive lineman one of those type of years he would have gone way higher than uh 26th um 
What's another one that you just absolutely love the spot that he landed? Um, I mean, I don't love the pick, but I love the fit uh, for Najee Harris going to the Steelers. Uh, he's really he's going to get at least 20 carries a game and just get a chance to be a true power back, and he's going to have a lot of success with that. Um, I think that his offensive line contributed to a lot of his, his success at Alabama, but you look at their roster, and he's the clear-cut number one, and, you know, Pittsburgh has always loved their running backs, and so he'll have every opportunity to succeed and to grow into that system. Yeah, that's a uh, the Steelers have always been a team that have been a their offense re- relies about around how well their running back is or how good their running back is. You look at the years where they had Jerome Bettis and then um, they had Lev Bell and that one year that James Conner kind of broke out and <laughs> made a name for himself and mm-hmm. um, so that that's a team that definitely needs a solid running back back there and they realized after like he after James Conner's terrific year that he just wasn't going to cut it for them so they made the move let him walk and picked up uh Najee Harris in the first round I don't necessarily yeah like as you said I don't necessarily like the of uh, Najee or not as Najee Harris but like uh, I don't like running backs going in the first round I'm I've kind of have the same ideals as Mel Kuyper does just running backs you have them for four years and then you move on from them that's not a that's not a position that you use a first round pick on and running backs you can just not always but a lot of times you could as long as you have a good offensive line you can just plug and play whatever running back you got like the the Seahawks have one of the a, a top five to ten running back in the NFL and he got they got him in the seventh round like yeah the that right there, that team right there shows you that you don't need to spend high draft capital on a running back but I do like Najee Harris going to the um to the uh Steelers, Steelers. about the Seahawks and I was like that's not (laughs) wrong team um for me I it's gonna be two Chargers picks for me um but I do I I love Rashawn Slater going to the Chargers I think that he's gonna he slots in right where they need him um he they they needed that that left tackle uh player someone that Justin Herbert can kind of build a some chemistry with throughout their career and you get your franchise quarterback last year, you get your franchise left tackle this year. They can spend the rest of their career together building that chemistry and becoming a, a, a solid duo. And he's got several uh, veteran players on that line with him to kind of show him the ropes of the NFL game, show him how he needs to to change from – college to NFL and kind of coach him along and help him develop into a, a solid left tackle in the NFL. So I really like Rashawn Slater. It, it could have been any left tackle, honestly. Whatever left tackle they would have got there, if it would have been Christian Derisaw, if it would have been Panay Sewell dropping there, whoever they would have got would have been a great fit for the uh, for that player um, mm-hmm. going to the Chargers. And then my other one is going to be Asante Samuel Jr. again. I just think that he needed to go to a defense that has star power. Um, they've got uh, – Derwin James, they've got Joey Bosa. Now they have uh, us. Uh, they have Samuel. They have that kind of. They have that that Genesequa. They like, hey, we're here to make a play, and we're here to make you feel bad about it. That's kind of how I feel about the Chargers defense, and that's that's how uh, Asante Samuel Jr. plays plays the game of football and plays the corner position. So I like I like uh, him going to the Chargers as well. Yeah, I do too. Hopefully, uh, Derwin James can stay healthy because I think that's a top five roster if he does. Oh yeah, I think that depending on if Brandon Staley shows that if he's a, a a head coach in the NFL or not, I think the Chargers have a chance to. Ma- to I think they could probably, uh, assuming that Justin Herbert doesn't take a step back, I can think they could challenge, not necessarily beat out the Chiefs, but challenge the Chiefs for the the AFC West this year. Um, I think they're they're really good. They have a solid offensive line, solid defensive line. They're running back. If Austin Eckler gets hurt, their running back room is kind of iffy, as they showed last year. But um, Justin Herbert showed that he doesn't need an elite running back to play well in the NFL. He doesn't he doesn't need the the complimentary offense. Now having the the complimentary offense will hopefully make him play even better. But I guess we'll see where that goes. Um, yep. What are uh, your... did you have any? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you got. 
did you have any picks that you didn't like, like the fit or anything? I've um, got one. Uh, yeah. We'll what's your What's your one? one? You. Yeah. What's your one? Uh, Travis Etienne to the Jaguars. Yep, yep that was it. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> do just, not like it. So I mean, you look at all these positional value charts, and the least valuable position in the game of football outside of kicker or punter is the running back just because as you said if you have a good offensive line then a bad running back can have three yards gained before he even has to make a play and they hit the lottery last year and got a top 15 running back at the least for free without spending any kind of draft capital and then you just nullify that by spending a first round pick on one it it just doesn't make any sense you look at all these good players there's going to be an all-pro that was taken after Travis Etienne that's going to have more, an effect, more of an effect on his team than Travis Etienne will. And I like Travis Etienne, but you already have a running back on the roster. You're not a good enough team to have luxury picks. Like You need all-pros on as many different positions on your roster as possible. And James Robinson is good enough at running back. And that's being you know, kind of rude to James Robinson. Yeah, I don't... You, as you said, you hit you hit the lottery with James Robinson last year. He came in and he was a top five running back last year. Now he's probably going to regress this year, but does he regress to being? Maybe they just don't. Maybe it's and I feel bad for James Robinson because it's a whole new system. Urban Meyer's coming in, and Urban Meyer probably just doesn't trust him. He just doesn't. He wants to bring in his own running back, but it's it's like it's not a quarterback. It's not you don't go and get your own guy. It's not a a linebacker where you want a specific linebacker to run your defense. Like it's it's a running back. He he's going to play well no matter what system you put. If you he showed he can he can catch the ball and he showed he can run the ball. That's all you can ask for. And I just do not I don't understand the pick. I as you said, you need to start filling out your roster and you've already got a running you've already got a an all, or a Pro Bowl right. running back, like you, <laughs> he literally made the Pro Bowl as an undrafted uh, rookie. And Carlos Hyde is an average running back, also. Like. Yeah, and you went and got yeah, as you, you went and got Carlos Hyde to be your third down guy. Like you don't need Travis Etienne. You you basically nullified both your your signing of Robinson last year and your signing of Hyde this year. Like maybe you if you wanted Etienne that badly, you you wait till the second round if he's still there and you don't sign Carlos Hyde. But the fact that they went is now they have three decent running backs in the running back room. It's it's like, yeah, it's a good problem but to have, but right now it's a bad problem to have because you need to use that, those, that capital to fill out your offensive line, to fill out the, the secondary, to fill out your, your linebacker opposite of uh, Joe Schober. Like what do you, I, I just don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and this is the first red, like, I mean, I didn't have a lot of faith in him uh, to begin with, but this is my first red flag for me that Urban Meyer is going to have the same kind of success as um, Nick Saban did when he came to the NFL. In college, a running back can carry your team because they're out there running against linebackers who are 50 pounds lighter and four yeah. years younger, but yep. you can't do that in the NFL. Yep. I I I expect... At least, um, oh, what's his name? Javante Williams. I expect him to have a better career, and I expect, um, I know Trey Sermon wasn't a, a, a highly ranked quarter or running back coming out of the, the or coming into the draft this year, but I think I think Trey Sermon will have a better just because um, he went to the Niners and then like that's a running back like that's a friendly running back friendly system. They, it doesn't you could plug and play play a dude off the street for the Niners system and the, he'll be a good running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I, I, there's going to be several, as you said, there's going to be several guys behind um, Chubba Hubbard. I, he'll probably have a, a decent career. Like I, there's going to be guys behind Travis Etienne. That's going to make you go. Why did we use a first round pick on Etienne? I just, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it literally and ETN could end up being a Hall of Famer, but a, a Hall of Fame running back doesn't have the same impact as a Hall of Fame pass rusher or a Hall of Fame Left cornerback. Tackle. Yeah. Yeah, I just, 
I, we're on agreement on agreement on that one, and we don't agree on much. That that what that is the one <laughs> thing that we could agree on that that pick doesn't make any sense. Yep. And I, I, the thing I didn't understand going into the draft is a lot of people were mocking that pick. It's like why are you even mocking that pick? Because I mean, I guess the the whole point of mocking it to, is to be right, but use some common sense. <laughs> like it just doesn't make any sense. Um. Going to my final topic here. What coming out of the draft? Who do you, who are your top ten, five or ten teams uh, that going or so right now? Who who do you think have have the best chance to go into the like today if the NFL, if the season started? Who would be um, the teams fighting for a playoff spot and for uh, to make a run for a Super Bowl? All right. Um... Number one, um, I'd honestly probably say it's the Browns. Really? You have number the Browns at number one? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's crazy, but, I mean, they the biggest question is wide receiver, and, like, you know, they have OBJ, and I know he hasn't been great in a few years, but the potential's there. Jarvis Landry's a stud. They drafted two wide receivers this year. It's Baker Mayfield's first year, or first time, going into a second year of the same system so as much of as much as I don't like the ceiling of Baker Mayfield even I have to admit I'm not entirely sure what that ceiling is because he's had a new system each year um they got the best pass rusher in the league in my opinion and Miles Garrett like like we talked about their secondary I don't see a weakness on this roster except for maybe wide receiver they had the best offensive line last year yeah, I, I do think they're number one, which is kind of crazy. Uh, number two, I'd probably have the Rams. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to hit their ceiling this year just because it's Matthew Stafford's first first season with McVay, but I think Stafford's a better quarterback than Goff pretty easily, and yeah. that team was elite at every other position. Uh, it'll be second year for Cam Akers and um, – they had a rookie wide receiver last year whose name I cannot think of. But he he showed some flashes, and wide receivers usually do better going into their second year. Uh, so I have the Rams at two. Um, I think the Chiefs at three. Anytime you have Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be in contention. And I love what they did with their offensive line. It you know It's basically a whole new bunch of starters and top people at their positions. So... Um, <clears throat> They're just well-coached and deep, so probably the Chiefs at three. Let's see here. I feel like Chargers at four is a little generous, but they don't have um, a ton of holes either. I'll go Chargers I like, at four. I like the Chargers being high. I do think four is a little high for them. I feel like they're just better teams. but Oh, yeah, so – Finish your point, but I am going to put the Buccaneers at four. No, that was my point. It's just I think there's better teams than the Chargers. Just because you have you have a rookie quarterback or a a second year quarterback that you don't know how he's going to come into a second year because I mean usually quarterbacks have that second year slump. So who did I have it to? Uh, The Chiefs or no, not the Chiefs. Sorry, the uh, ooh, that's a good question. Um, Did I skip two? No, you went Browns then Rams then Chiefs. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put um, the Buccaneers at three ahead of the Chiefs. Um, I want to put them above the Rams, but I, the Rams really impressed me last year, and I feel like golf limited them quite a bit. The Buccaneers are deeper, but the highs of the Rams are higher than the Buccaneers, if that makes sense. Um, so I have Buccaneers at three. I would say that they only have a couple of elite people, but you know starters and above average starters um at every single position um so that would put the chiefs at four and then the chargers at five i i mean i feel like justin herbert might take a step back but if he doesn't he continues to grow then there's not many teams that are going to be able to beat him bar none so i'll put the chargers at five okay so are you just gonna do five you're not gonna do yeah i'm just gonna do five okay so I'm going to do 
the full 10 here just because okay. I've had the ability to think about it. Um, except for my 10th spot, I don't really know who to put there. But starting from the top, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers just because they're the the reigning Super Bowl champs. You just kind of have to – I feel like you kind of just have to give it to them. They didn't lose anybody. Like they, they were the best team last year, and they literally brought all 22 starters back. So um, it's, for me, it's kind of hard to, to drop them any further, like any lower than number one just, just for that fact. Um, two, I'm going to go with the, the Chiefs, and I know I'm going to eat my – my words on this one because I'm a strong believer in the Super Bowl slump, but they they've been the best team for other than in the Super Bowl this year. They have been the best team in the NFL for the last two and a half years. So um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs at two. Number three, I'm going to have the Bills. Um, I think the Bills are pretty solid. Their defense regressed last year, but um, they made some moves, got a pass rusher um, on the defensive side, definitely are trying to get better, trying to win the AFC. And they have a a young all-star quarterback who can just sling it around the yard. So um, I like the Bills a lot. And they they got a running back. I can't think of who it was, but they went and got a running back um, to kind of – help the worst running attack in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, four, I'm going to go with your Browns pick. I think the Browns are probably one of the better one of the better rosters in the NFL. Um, my only question is Baker at quarterback, but uh, they they showed that they they almost beat the Chiefs mm-hmm. uh, until the last drive of that game. The so I think that the Browns are definitely. Um, in a spot that they the the Chiefs, Bills, and Browns, I think it's a toss up of who who should be the favorite to win the AFC this year. So those those three, um, in that order, Chiefs, Bills, Browns at two, three, and four. Um, this might sound like a little bit of a homer pick, but uh, I'm gonna put the Hawks at five. Um, I think that the Seahawks are. I mean, they won 12 games last year, and they were hurt on and they I mean they played some not some below average teams in the last half of the year but they went from the worst pass rush to one of the best pass rushes in the NFL like just a flip of a switch so um and a lot of the their pass rushers were rookie and first and second year guys so I expect their pass rush to take a step forward this year especially with Jamal if, as long as Jamal Adams can stay healthy and they have a young linebacker and Jordan Brooks sitting, or not really sitting behind Bobby Wagner, but playing alongside Bobby Wagner to eventually take a spot as the leader of that defense. And Bobby knows it, and he's 100% willing to to teach Jordan Brooks the, the way of being an NFL linebacker. So I think the Seahawks, a lot of people are down on them just because of the, the drama between Russell Wilson and the front office, but I do think they have a fairly decent roster. Um, then I have the Rams, the really the Rams, Seahawks, or Niners. Um, I mean, they're kind of interchangeable just because any of those teams could win the division. Like the the only reason the Niners were bad last year was because they were hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the I'm going to go Seahawks at five, Rams at six because they upgraded a quarterback uh, and they they lost their. Um, is he your offensive coordinator or is he your quarterback's coach? John Wolford. Not John Wolford. What team? The Rams. They lost their they lost their um, defensive coordinator. No, 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 no. The Seahawks' new offensive coordinator was uh on the staff for the Rams oh, last year. Okay. Um, but they mm-hmm. lost him. So we'll see if the the, the offense I mean I'm sure it will be just because they went and got a better quarterback. But we'll see if the offense uh can play as well as it did last year. And then I'm going to go Chargers before the Niners. I like the, I like the Chargers roster better, and they have a better quarterback. Um, but those two teams are – if they played on a neutral field, it would be – like the, the betting line would be even. So um, I'm going to go Chargers and then Niners. Dolphins at 10. I really like their roster too, except for um, – their quarterback with Tua, he, as we said earlier, he just can't really push the ball down the field. But 
that might just be because they didn't they're trying to keep him from uh re-injuring his uh hip so we'll see going into this year and i as i said he shown the ability to move the ball downfield so or in college and he has an absolute he had an absolute cannon in college so i don't i don't really know where that went other than them trying to not allow him to be in the pocket as long and make quick reads um as you said so um and then 10 10 is a tough one for me because I like the Bears, weirdly enough. I really like that Bears roster. I don't their quarterback situation is kind of a question mark. It's up in the air. But I also like the Packers, except for <laughs> yeah, yeah. their quarterback position. The so, Packers would be in my top five if I knew for a fact Aaron Rodgers would be on their team next year. Right, right. So and like if with Aaron Rodgers, they go from a top five roster in the NFL to a bottom five, not really a bottom, but like a bottom half. Like Aaron Rodgers has been the reason that they've made the playoffs at all in the NFL during his career. So, I that's a tough that's a tough one for me. I think I'm going to go with the Bears for now, just because there's a little more certainty there. Um, you know that you're either going to have Justin Fields or uh, Andy Dalton as your, your starting quarterback, Nick Foles, that experiment failed. And I don't expect them to give him much, uh, give him the light of day. So I think your, your options are Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. And the rest of that roster is pretty solid to make the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles being their quarterback last year. So, um, yeah, that's my, I'm going to go with the bears. I'm gonna lock them in my top 10 or my, my, my 10th team in my, my top 10 this year. Um, yeah, I so yeah. just to comment on a couple of yours, um, and kind of what my five to ten would sort of look like without giving them any kind of rank. I, I like the Bills, but I I really value top end talent above just average across the board, and their defense really worries me. I'm not sure any of their secondary is you know really exceptional except for Tre'Davious White. We'll see how these pass rushers pan out, and their offensive line is. Um, Above average, not great. So that's why I didn't have the Bills as high as you. Um, and then with the Bears, same kind of thing. Like, they're very good at a lot of positions, but they don't really have any elite talent outside of um, Allen Robinson and Eddie Jackson. Khalil Mack. And they do have Khalil Mack. I feel like he's been hurt, though. He's just been quiet. I don't follow the Bears a lot, but I just feel like I haven't heard anything I, about him. I, so... <laughs> The, the thing with Khalil Mack is they, they don't have another pass rusher on the other side of them, uh, so, so they just, just double-team them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that, that that is the one thing about their defense. But if they can get that figured out, then it'll that, that defense is a top-five defense in the NFL. I mean, it was two years ago. and they, they Yeah, they're close. They, they were good. And they I think teams just kind of figured out how to play an offense around that defense. So. Yeah, and I mean they still made the playoffs last year with yeah. terrible quarterback yeah. play, so they're obviously a good roster. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, they're, they're they're I feel like their roster gets a lot of flack because it's like, oh, it's the Bears. They they went <laughs> they were a 500 team and barely made the playoffs. It's like, did you look at their quarterbacks? Like, <laughs> did you watch them play football? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be. It'll be probably the most interesting team to pay attention to this yeah, year. I, I think that the, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I mean if if Justin Fields doesn't work out, then that entire regime gets canned and they bring in a new sit or they they start over. But if if Justin Fields works out, then they probably are they're the best team. I mean, as long as if Aaron Rodgers leaves the a- NFC North, then they're the best team in the NFC North. Like, and. The, the, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of pressure to put on Justin Fields' shoulders, but that's kind of the reality of the situation. So, and it, I guess we'll just see how he he handles that. Um, uh, uh, handles that situ- or handles the situation responsibility. That's what I was looking for. I I sometimes you know I just I'll, I'll think the word and then it'll I'll lose it right as it's about to come out of my mouth. So, um, but yeah, as long as he can, if he can handle that responsibility and kind of become the, the, the guy in for, for Chicago and it doesn't take much to do it. They haven't had a good quarterback in almost 50 years. So, 
I think that, uh, that 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 is a blessing for him and for Matt Nagy and for uh, Ryan Pace is if if Justin Fields is better than Mitchell Trubisky was, he will be the savior of Chicago. Like and and that is not a high bar to reach. No, it's not. And <laughs> and it's it's funny because if. I think that Ryan. I think they know that. I think that you can't fire a regime, and uh, if the fan base rapidly gets on their side, and getting a decent enough quarterback in Chicago could do it. Just can get you're not gonna you're not gonna get rid of this the system that that the fans want to see. So, um, but yeah, I think that the Bears. They're they're a dark horse team to make it into the playoffs and into or yeah into the playoffs and kind of vie for a top ten spot um, going into the season. Uh, I've I've got one question for yeah. you um, here before we wrap yeah. up. So out of all the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, who do you who do you think has the best chance of going deep going this year deep. outside of the 49ers? Um, yeah, like past round one, the Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers. Yeah, I think. Like I know, I said that the. I'm not saying that the Chargers will win the division, but they can challenge the, for the division this year. Uh, I'm a strong believer in the or in the Super Bowl slump. I watched the Niners go from like la- literally last year is enough to prove it to someone. Like the the Niners were like, this is the best roster in the NFL. There's no way they missed the playoffs. They went seven and nine. They almost made the playoffs but they didn't. And sometimes it's like not even in your, like it's just out of your control. You, you can't, it, it doesn't matter how well you're playing on the field. It, something might have, may happen off the field. Like the, your players get hurt, they get in trouble, something like that. And you just miss the playoffs. And it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to re, uh, repeat as a division winner when you lose the uh, Super Bowl. I mean, like two years ago, when the the Rams lost in the the Super Bowl, and the the they ended up missing the playoffs the next year. Like it it happens all the time, and I th- I think the Chiefs are they they're a good enough team to not have it not happen to them for sure. And Patrick Mahomes is a good enough quarterback to will this team into the playoffs. Um, but don't be surprised if the Chiefs just don't make the playoffs this year. And the Chargers ended up winning that division. That that's not that shouldn't be surprising if it happens. Yeah, I mean, I think that Patrick Mahomes would have to get injured or something for that to happen. But I mean, it's very possible their roster is not deep in a lot of spots. So, you know, their defense is always you know if they're able to get turnovers, then it's going to work. But if they're not, then you know they can't stop a cold, right? Or they can't stop a they can't catch a cold. So. <laughs> Um, mine to pay attention to is just kind of the Giants. Like I really like their roster, and I think if Daniel Jones takes a step forward, they'll be a they'll be a top ten team. But it's really reliant upon him being better than he has been. Yeah, I like the Giants roster a lot. Um, I've been a supporter of Darius Slayton over the last few years in fantasy. Like he's, I think if he had a better quarterback throwing to him, he would be a top ten wide receiver in the NFL, or at least a top fifteen wide receiver. And he he's really really good, but he Daniel Jones has not been a first round pick for the Giants, and I think this year is uh, uh, definitely a make or break year for him. So if he can st- make that take that step forward and show that he deserves the first round pick that they spent on him, and it was a high first round pick too. It was like it was a top five pick, wasn't it? It was six. Oh, okay, I so it was six. Yeah, so. He's got to do something to to really win that franchise and win that locker room to, for me to kind of believe in the Giants. But I'm not. It's definitely within the realm of possibility. I mean, a couple years ago when Josh Allen was, like, people were already considering him a bust after like a season, and then he comes out and he becomes one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I'm not saying it's not possible, but he definitely. Has, Daniel Jones definitely has his work cut out for him. Yep, but they've given him everything to succeed. Like yeah, you said, Darius. absolutely, and and that's what I'm saying. Like they, they, they he has an offense around him. If he can't, mm-hmm. if he can't, he, you're absolutely correct. Is that the best wide receiver core in the NFL? 
if Kadarius Tony works out? The Giants? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's pretty yeah, close. Ask me too quick. I have I had a, I have another team in my head and I can't think of who it is. It's probably still the Buccaneers, but I like the Buccaneers a lot. That wasn't it though. Um. Oh, poo. <laughs> I gotta look. At, I'd have to look at them to really tell you who I think. I I don't think it's the Giants though. Um. Oh no, it's the Cardinals. I think it's the Cardinals. I like Christian Kirk a lot. I like, mm-hmm. um, I like. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is the best. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, right? So I don't have to tell you I like him. Everybody right. likes him. Um, and then I've, I think Rondale Moore is a really good. He fits that offense or like that core perfectly. He is exactly what they needed. They didn't have a good slot guy. They had two. Um, they had. I mean, they have De- Hopkins, who's just a number one, and then they have a a, a good. Uh, possession guy and Christian Kirk and then they, they needed that that slot wide receiver that fast guy to get upfield they just didn't have that and doing addressing that need for for that offense and I think that's part of the reason why the the Cardinals kind of fell off the the last half of last year was teams were like this team can't go deep on us let's just play forward and that's what they did yep so I think I think the Cardinals are probably in my in my book they are but I mean that's such a subjective question because yeah. you got you, you got teams like the Buccaneers, you've got the I mean, um, the Falcons picking up Kyle Pitts. I mean, I know he's not a wide receiver, but he's basically a wide receiver. Um, you've got the the Giants, as you said. I mean, as a Seahawks fan, I think they have a good wide receiver core. Um, they've uh, the the Chargers with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They they have a good wide receiver core. I think the 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 Cardinals are just the most complete. Uh, set of wide receivers yep i don't hate it um so yeah so that's gonna wrap up episode two for us i know we said we were gonna try and do it last weekend but um things happened and it just wasn't able to work out for us so we're gonna try and do this weekly um but it may end up being every two weeks we'll see what happens so um yeah we'll uh, catch you on the next one thank you